everyone. Welcome in to the PHNX Rising Podcast. It is that day before that game where we play that team. I am Max Simpson, and I'm joined by a man who is apparently doing better than Detroit City was about mm. ooh, half an hour ago. How are we doing, Mr. Owen Evans? The number of the day is five. Sun's in five. Sun's in five. Separate, but there we are. I love it. There we oh, go. Yeah. Sounds it fine, man. Well, shoot. Well, yeah, lots of sports going on, but we know which one we're going to be talking about. Uh, we have a lot to get to today, um, and we definitely are going to spend the majority of this show talking about tomorrow's match. We're not going to, by any means, sugarcoat that, but we do want to make sure we do give a bit more context into Saturday's match, recapping that further. Again, that is Rising's 1-1 draw with San Antonio away at San Antonio. Owen, it was a topsy-turvy, a whimsy-wobsly, a seesaw of a match. Does your perspective still hold true of how you feel about it all? Uh, I can't remember what I said after that game, but look, my, <laughs> my, my comments that I made after the game, I suppose, when I was tweeting it later on, uh, yes, the, and I stand by that. This game, look, if you come away with a point from away to San Antonio, speaking of San Antonio, hello to Harry in the What's chat. Um, it's a great result. Yeah. It's it's a result that I think you would bite the hand off before you get there to take that draw. Yeah. Again, away from home, defending champion. Of course you take it. Now, it wasn't necessarily one of these days you are going to damage a mic with that and you're going you're to get into a lot of trouble with Jacob for that one. Um, it will what maybe, producers don't know we'll, we'll film the, the backlash to that when it happens. But... Um, it, it, you know, when you look at the fact that it wasn't a great first half performance, it was a... Eh, I mean, we'll talk, I'm sure, about Manuel Artiaga. I know you're going to want to talk about Manuel Artiaga, But at the end of the day, they get the red card. And what you see is a backs-to-the-wall performance that is exactly what you want to see from a team in that kind of position. Um, they, they fought... They ultimately hang on there. Kev Lambert, honorable mention. Uh, Rocco Rios Novo and Goal gets named to Team of the Week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that overall, yeah, I, I'm comfortable coming off of that game, I think. Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Uh, Thomas, they're giving you some uh, that's, fun that's, comments about that kid. It's fair. I, mean, I don't disagree I with mean, Thomas. I mean, you know, tr- well, you know, I'll, I'll do a quick aside about the Madrid kid before I address your questions. Um, you know, it's, it's secret Franco sympathizer. <laughs> no, no, I I enjoy I enjoy the club. It was uh, the first one I got into. Um, really, it, this is ma- mainly a distraction so that we don't have to talk about Spurs. Uh, but unfortunately, Madrid also you know had an epic collapse of their own uh, today. So really, it's mm-hmm. just if you want to pay yeah, me, Spurs, how, how do you feel about Tottenham? Hotspur, no, no, no. Man? If you want to pay me to wear your rival's kit, I will do. So they will lose horribly, and then you can look like a genius. So you know, hit me up at Max David Simpson. I am open for business. Um, but yes, uh, you know, going off what you said, I think this result, the one-one draw, it's something that on its surface, very good result, knowing the opponent, knowing the away, and I think what well, we like we talked about the context of the match, considering how like poorly they play in the first half and then being down for the last half hour, down a man. I mean, it's something we keep on echoing it, but that's mighty impressive and at points where 
I don't know. We did not think that was going to go their way the first half. Exactly, because that's 30 minutes of Phoenix rising back to the wall and not conceding a goal after that penalty. Whereas Tottenham Hotspur had 11 players for 21 minutes <laughs> and they conceded five. Uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tom is saying need you in an NMU kit. I oh, mean, oh, we're not going to go that far. We can't. <laughs> Rumor uh, has it he'll even wear a Vegas kit for you. We can't. Let's not get carried away. I, excluding USL teams, folks. I'm loyal to rising. Um... Yeah, uh, and Reno, rest in peace. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm not. I'm not busting out an 1860 FC kid. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that is important to call out from Saturday's match is where do you find the places that Rising continues to build on, and where do the shortcomings lie? We'll get into the shortcomings a bit because I know there's a lot to talk about, and we've already discussed at length a bit especially in the attacking situation. But what were some things in looking in retrospect that you think the team either held a consistent performance on from game to game or even improved on to previous games? Defensive. And I think it's been this entire season pretty much ever since the um, San Diego game that was at times a little bit calamitous yeah. defensively. Um, I think that this team has really learned how to buckle down, mm -hmm. how to play in a way that gives away less chances from daft mistakes in the back. Yeah. Um, and that also then comes into transition and, and just even just possessive football, which is what Juan wants to do. Yeah. And all of those things they've been building up. I think that there are two little things that maybe I would still want to see a little bit. Number one is I think that unfortunately on times, I understand that the way that Juan wants him to play is his possession-based style. It's not the quickest always, but sometimes you will see a player making that run. And because they're looking to make the short quick little passes the possession kind of passes not necessarily the the attack minded passes mm -hmm. you'll see that run and you're just staring like come on passing the ball passing the ball yep. and they won't they'll knock it sideways they knock it back they're not putting those uh, good balls forward always the other one is that ultimately they need to be more clinical in that final third mm -hmm. they need to sometimes we saw the balls being put in again i know exactly where this is going to lead i know exactly who you are going to bring up in a second but you can't have those kind of balls and not make more of them. Yeah. It's why when I look at the the stats that people put out there and say, well, oh, look, San Antonio had this massive XG. Um, you know, San Antonio dominated that game. I don't personally agree with that. I think that Rising had two very good chances they left sitting on the table Almost um, and didn't actually take shots. So those don't even that, count that's, for that's XG. That's why they don't show up in the XG. That's the key thing. Yeah. They didn't take shots. They don't show up in the XG. And that's at least two. Um, oh, certainly. And San Antonio, I think, took a decent amount of shots after going a man up, which is to be expected. Um, they had a lot of the ball after the man up. I mean, again, I, I'm not surprised by that whatsoever. But since the, the comments coming in now, the start, Conway, should we talk about Arteaga again? That's a, very, that's, a, that's a nice fluid transition from the chat there. Yeah, let's pull up. We have Arteaga's heat map from Saturday. And this is the thing that... You know, there were concerns that we had discussed at length about is he a clinical finisher, what type of player he is. We know what type of player that he was going into rising, that he's not necessarily the guy who's going to run out of defense, who's able to really take a guy one-on-one. -on -one. He's the guy who, again, he's a poacher. He's able, you know, we have seen at even this season where he scores the brace against San Diego, if he's in the right spot and positions himself well, he can be that guy finishing in and around the six-yard box. The issue is, and this is something like highlighting in this match, that you have to be within those positions. And when most of your touches 
are, you know, you're seeing in the heavy green for those who are watching on screen. It's very heavily, his touches are concentrated in the midfield and in that half space in that final third, there's not, there's nothing in the, in the six. It's kind of like equidistant between the main blob there I'm seeing is equidistant between the penalty area and the halfway line. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. No, but you know, you're not seeing any touches within the six. You're not really seeing a large concentration of touches even within the penalty box. And it's something where if you are that type of striker and you know how you play, yes, you need the service from your team, but you need to take up more of those spaces and be that nuisance on the ball. And we mentioned that in previous games, you look at him as hold up play, the guy who's tracking down, the guy who's pressing, and you need to be that guy. And he was not that guy to this match where he was bullied off the ball, where he didn't have good hold up play. And like you mentioned, those touches, man, like those two golden touches that don't even register as an XG, that lets your team down. And it's like, these are these are one on, on these are one on one with the keeper. Get a shot on goal. With the keeper. Make, you at least make him make the save, right? Can't I understand. Score if you You're up against Jordan Farr. He is a good goalkeeper, yeah. right? He might make the save. Sure. But you've got to challenge him. You've got to make him do something yeah. there. You can't let that go completely to waste. Again, and, and I mean, we're talking about challenging him. He didn't even get a shot off target in those attempts. Yeah. The one, the first touch, just utterly, utterly ruined it. Yeah. Um, and, and he lost the ball as a result. I, I. It has to be better. It has to be better. And I'm expecting him to be part of the match day squad tomorrow. I'm expecting, and we'll get into this again shortly. A, a, lot of his team players probably in that match day squad yep. tomorrow but i i personally think that i'd probably agree with with thomas he's, in here he's about not it. him. it's it's conway's no i, I was gonna say about starting conway yeah no um, he's i, I think it's, it's not him it's it's, it's it's time to give conway his say. shot at it yeah yeah, uh, no. Um, I, and, and actually, just to just to further emphasize on that one, I, I think it's something where I understand there's always, and, and Juan maybe doesn't emphasize it in the same way quite as Rick would have done back in the day um, about you win and lose spaces on the training ground, on the training pitches where you do it. Right, but you win and lose points on the match day. And if, if it's not <sighs> working on a match on day... Shirt. Sure. If it's not working on a match day, you've got to make changes. Yeah. And at the moment, it's not working. I think the interesting thing is there have been a golden number of opportunities that come from rising when they play over the top because so much of their attack is built up through the passes, you know, defense through the midfield, midfield through the defense, maybe then goes to the attack. But so much of what they do is possession base and build up that when they're able to play that ball over the top, it really has caught the defense in many matches off guard and so that's the even more frustrating part is it's not that he's not clinical in areas where okay you know the defense can expect it and that there's a system and whatever it's the fact that he misses out when the defense is caught off guard when they're out in no man's land because this ball comes over the top that they're not used to rising's been lulling them to sleep for most of the game and then you have this beautiful one-on-one against the keeper twice and it's just it's just, it's not even in your right path. You take an extra touches, and again, you don't even get the shot off. You can't score if you don't shoot. And that, to me, is the frustrating part. It's not like they're building a good in possession, and he makes a bad touch, and it all goes to shit. It's the fact that it's a golden opportunity that goes awry, and that's the frustrating part. Exactly. I mean, the, the chances were, were sitting there to be taken, and they weren't. Hmm. Um, that That's just the problem, right? I, I get it. I get that you're not going to bury all of them, but... 
when you are playing as, I mean, okay, in this case, they did have the kind of like twin center forwards yes. kind of thing going on there. Um, but I, I personally think that you, you've got to do better with that still. 100%. Well, and speaking of doing better, right? We were talking about XG and how Rising just did not have as many opportunities. And credit to Rocco Rios Novos because he saved quite a lot of opportunities we have a the, shot map here we yeah. do have the shot map from saturday's match and i will i'll illustrate because so, for those of you who are looking on screen <sighs> san antonio took 19 shots nine were on target they had a total team xg of 2.38 for those of you watching the larger the dot the higher the xg the yellow dot is the goal scored that was the penalty you know you can see that so many of these are in prime shooting opportunities that there is lots of XG associated with many of these, right? I mean, you're seeing you heavy a XG. couple of headers. Yeah, a couple, yeah, a couple of headers, a couple of, of right-footed shots. And not only that, it's sprinkled throughout the match how this isn't just threatening in the second half when Rising was down a man, that these are pretty consistent from the opening get-go that they were peppering Rocco's Rios Novos, whereas Rising, they had three shots, only two were on target, and... You know, one of them was from far outside the box, but just a very low XG, 0.24 out of those three. The goal that was scored by Danny Trejo was essentially 0.11. Yeah. And in Granite, it was a beautiful touch. Very good Hell finish. Very Hell good finish. Goal. But just when you only are, when, well, you, the, when you're only, some might well, say. Well, this was the first half. No, well, some, some might say, oh, well, you only take three shots and you're converting one of them. That's high efficiency. But it's just, that's not how I look at it when there wasn't that attacking guile throughout the match and it only goes down when you lose a man so that's something where it's plagued this team before and they just need to generate more pressure the, these games where Rocco's standing on his head and is facing 19 shots 2.38 xg that's a heck of a performance again not a goal given up it's, it's play. to be clear as well on that one uh 0.788 i think for a penalty, penalty so like right. it's that that also really really inflates the numbers absolutely here. but even but still you're talking about 1.6 yeah, yeah. from the rest of the match and no, you, you don't let in any goals like that he didn't allow a goal from open play that is like a standing on your head performance and you can only get so many of those where a draw you're very fortunate like forget trying to win a game you need to be able to be more clinical and well, the issue not is just, the first half the issue is the first half is. and he, that that's just it for phoenix rising i don't think there's they, they don't take a shot after they go into 10 men. I don't necessarily blame them for that, okay? At that point, you are back to the wall. Um, you, you've got Manuel Arteaga, who was struggling, I think, uh, broadly speaking, out there. You've got Danny Trejo, who actually could have created something. And actually, when you look at it, two of the free shots, including the goal, were yes. Danny Trejo's shots. Um, and he goes off because he's got a little bit of a twinge in the in the leg. It's something not feeling quite right. Um it, it, it's it's not a surprise to me you take no shots after the the red card. However, it, it, it's poor to me that it only was one shot in the entirety of the first half. Mm. That's what kills you. That's what kills you there. You take two in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Great. That's the kind of course you want. You take one every five minutes. You're doing okay. Mm -hmm. You're doing okay. You know, you're not great. You're not... Well, no, it is actually a pretty good number. That we want to spit up. 18 shots of the course of a game? 19. Yeah. Or given up. Are you talking about... No, I say if you're taking shots every oh, five gotcha. minutes, yeah, 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 that sounds you're gonna, right. You're gonna take eighteen shots in that's a game, math, which that's is math. perfectly yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. um, but you 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 can't go one half and take one shot. That's 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 just not feasible. Certainly, not when it's eleven against eleven.
That is so certainly true. Well, and this actually brings up a nice little exercise because we've been, you know, the team has been logging multiple matches throughout the USL championship season and ahead of their Open Cup match tomorrow. It's kind of interesting to see how the team is um, really playing out in terms of minutes played, in terms of how successful they'll be. I'm going to give you a little on the spot, a uh, little quiz, if you will. Chat, please time in if you're interested as well. I want you to please give me, as many as you can, top five in the minutes played for rising players this season. Again, this does not right. include Open Cup. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, Rocco played every minute. There are two others that have played every minute. Chad, help him out. Kev. There's one, correct, that there's one more that's played every minute. Is it, it going to be someone like... Is it Renzo? That is correct, sir. Those are the three who've played every minute. You have two more who are in the top five. Chad, help him out. Help him out. Artiago always seems to be out That is correct. He's number four. There is number five you are missing. Now this is where it gets hard. Pat is correct on two of them, but not Harvey. Harvey Rent Zambrano. See, people, people, people are agreeing with my ones that we've proven it right. It is a, I will. I'll give you a hint. Is a defender. It's a defender. I don't know. Daniel Crutzen. Daniel. Daniel Crutzen. Oh, good call. He's he's also traveling, by the way, to this game. We we've seen that. People people were worried a little bit maybe about what was happening with him on the weekend we don't really fully know what it was personal reasons what was given to us as an explanation but he is traveling for this game on um an estimation yeah. of danny trejo's minutes per goal oh minutes played for every goal scored oh Chat, help him out. Also, chat, smash the like button. What are you guys doing? Come on, help us out as the man's thinking. Should throw some stuff in it's the chat. Be Let's somewhere go. Somewhere in the range. Danny Trejo has the lowest minutes per goal, meaning he is scoring the most given when he is on the pitch. The is best it, is it about 120 or something like that? This man might be a savant. He is 125. 125 minutes per goal for Danny Trejo. I spent too much time looking at these stats. That's the thing. You sure have. And I would. And the last question I have, chat, please chime in again. The most successful passes on oh. the team. On the team, most successful passes. Oh. I will say it's probably not who you think. Is it Rocco? No, that's oh. who I thought you would say. It's not Rocco. It's got to be Chad, someone the in the back line. It's someone so in the back line. Season. It's got to be. Is it someone in the back line? That is correct. So it's someone in the back line. Great. Um, <laughs> Kev? That's correct. There we are. 278 successful passes. Well, and to give you guys an idea, right, reason why we bring that up is, especially with the minutes played, you are seeing there are heavy minutes played at this point, right? Like we said, Rocco, granted, we're you know we're gonna see Rakowski tomorrow for you know, unless something crazy happens, but yes, Rakowski tomorrow. But you're seeing, like we said, are we? Uh, I would. Are we? So. I don't know. Maybe we'll I, get into that. I won't. I won't Maybe go we'll that get into far. I, I don't. I mean, Rakowski didn't play bad when he was in the Open Cup. Granted, it was the competition, but you know what? Maybe that's a, maybe that is a conversation. But you're seeing these guys play: Rocco, Zambrano, Lambert, Artiago, Krozen, 
Uzo, Harvey, Fuenmayor, Trejo, who's, you know, been in, in the injury front. You've seen a lot of these guys play heavy minutes that the guys who are coming in off the bench, they are not logging super heavy rotation minutes they really are using a lean squad if you're looking at who's been subbing in this team is really going i would say 15 maybe 16 players deep throughout the entire season so far so you're gonna so that's that's got a way on you if you are playing these guys in an open cup competition do you think that's going to factor in tomorrow i mean yes and no mm -hmm. um I think the key thing here is that well, you talk about them being 15 or 16 deep mostly, yeah. But there's been a lot of rotation. A lot of it's been forced. Sure. Of injuries. A lot, a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries that this team has had to struggle with on and off this entire time. Um, I think it's worth noting that um, unless I've... I mean, we can talk a little bit about some of the things the club have posted, right? I don't, I'm not giving away any secrets here. The club are putting it out there. Um we were expecting to see Emil Cuejo back yep. for this game. I personally haven't seen anything in the club, that, what they've posted, that shows him. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of players featured in what they've posted. Yeah, There's not that many spaces in the match day squad available, if any, based mm -hmm. on the players that I believe I've seen in these the footage they've posted. So Interesting. I haven't seen him. The other guy I haven't seen, and I understand this one, but it'll be a disappointment. Mm -hmm. I can't recall seeing Danny Trejo. And that's going to be a disappointment. But again, we knew that he was taken off the game out of the game on Saturday because he was a little bit of a worry. He felt something in his leg. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that there's anything seriously wrong with him. Sure. But when you've got such a busy week like this... Do you choose to rest him if you're not 100% certain how he is from the midweek game? I understand that. Sure. I understand the rationale if that is the case. We'll know more tomorrow, I'm sure. sure. We'll hear more from Juan. We'll be able to talk about it in the post-game show. And and that's there you go. Make sure to tune into that tomorrow because, again, especially with, with, with games like this, yeah. there is no Phoenix Rising TV broadcast for this game tomorrow. So... You're not going to get any real information out of the, the broadcast you're going to watch. It's on New Mexico's YouTube channel. It's going to be very New Mexico-centric. And uh, good luck with that, guys. Um, good luck with that. But <laughs> you're not going to get very much out of them. So make sure to tune in to us because we will be talking about this well, tonight, yes. uh, tomorrow night. Well, make sure to tune in to us for tomorrow night. And, you know, right, we always love the comments and the discourse that's had by you guys. And there's always some interesting ones that arise on social media. You did want to oh, point out no. one that We're you going like to with pull. It. Is social media okay of the week? <laughs> this is what a guy said on Facebook in reply to the last game. Juan Guerra ruined this team. He ruined it, Max. Didn't you know that? I did not know that. Used to score three to four goals a game. And now we have a team hoping to keep the other team under four while we score one. Awesome. Rad plan. No offense. Get him out of here. I like how Rad is uh, just nicely highlighted there. That's, I don't know um, why. Yeah, Fa Facebook um, does Facebook things. Facebook does Facebook. Facebook does Facebook things. But what a take. Uh, Max, how do you feel about that take? Do you think it's time for Juan to go? Uh, yeah, After a, losing one game so far this yeah, year? Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, definitely what you would oh, call yeah. a spicy hot take for sure. Do you, do you, would, you say that is, <laughs> would you say that is peak Facebook? I, it is. It is. It really is. Oh, okay. It's just... 
the worst possible takes all the time. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get how you can look. Look, they, they, did they win on the weekend? No, but they're playing. They're playing against the defending champions of yeah. the league. Yeah. What are you expecting? Oh, 3 0 win. Should have battered them. Easy. Yeah, boys. Easy. Yeah. Easy stuff. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that, that, yeah, I mean, that may very well be peaking at so its Max, worst. There's the question, actually. Yeah. Is social media okay? And the answer is... Uh, no, social media is not okay. No, no, no. there we go. No. Social media is not well, okay. Well, that, that, that very well may be peaking at its worst. But if you want to know what peaking at its best is, head on down to our friends at Four Peaks because we love all different things they got going on. We're drinking our Suns Brew in Go Suns. Suns in Five, right? Suns in Five. Suns in Five. You know, the Suns in Four guy had a really nice uh, ni nice moment for a while, but Suns in Five, it's getting rebirth. But hey, it works. It works. We appreciate you guys supporting Four Peaks. Know you can drink your Suns Brew, whatever it is. Looking forward to seeing you guys who are heading down to their 8th Street Pub for the NFL Draft Day Live watch party on April 27th. Starting at 2 p.m., we're going live, doing all that fun stuff there. We got the beer specials, giveaways, all that jazz. For those of you who are joining us, very much looking forward to it. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Enjoy the draft with the draft. Dude, that's pretty good. I'm surprised I came up with that and not that honestly, you. That's the kind of thing that you would really come up is. with, Max. I'm going to take it. I spent too long by him. We're going to rubbing off on me. We're going to edit it's... it, maybe use a voiceover machine, and I'm just going to like take credit. We're going to superimpose my face on, a, on a yours. I'm going to snag it and take credit for it. But you know what? You don't have to be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. It's our friends at Circle. Okay, make sure you are enjoying all their great stuff. The Polar Pops, the beer specials, the ice. Well, that you have to do to be 21. But the iced coffee, the Red Bulls, the energy drinks, monsters, all kinds of great specials they have through all their stores and there's one most likely near you make sure to not you're not missing out on all the great stuff head to circlek.com slash door dash locator to find circle k's near you there's one actually immediately opposite my uh hotel oh, tomorrow so go. maybe i'm gonna have to go and stock up on the post game beverages they though. they everywhere they everywhere. out here everywhere. yes well hey out to friends at circle k and uh just a heads up if you do text the uh, ph next to 31310 which we will be giving you guys more information check out a upcoming promo a nice tasty promo that's all i will say on that all right mr owen it's that time um that time it's that time listen i there's there's <laughs> are you about the, to are you about to I'm mention not, no the, it is it is the team who should not be named we're going to name them it is phoenix rising playing new mexico united in the open cup Tomorrow, where are they playing at Max? It's in New Mexico, in Albuquerque. What was that place again? Just say, say a bit louder uh, again, Max. It's, uh, Albuquerque. Okay. Yeah. You're a big fan of Albuquerque, Max. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. My favorite part, you know, what my favorite part about Albuquerque is leaving. When I get to leave Albuquerque. Yeah. I've been there once for the uh, the balloon festival, which is pretty nice. But uh, the balloons aren't the only thing filled with hot air, if you know what I mean. Yes. Well. <laughs> Got him. On that note, listen, all jokes and puns aside, I get this is a very heated game for yeah. many reasons. Owen, I cede the floor to you, sir. Cut a promo if you wish. <sighs> we talking about last year. Let's set that scene. For those of you I know, many of you in here will know what happened last year, but let's just remind you what happened. Phoenix Rising had a COVID case on a Friday. As a result, the team followed contact tracing guidelines as was set by USL. They isolated a further 11 first team 
players. The match that was supposed to be played between New Mexico United and Phoenix Rising on the Saturday was postponed. Within 24 hours, give or take, the match had been rearranged for the following Tuesday, while many of the players who were isolating as a result of the contact tracing would only just be leaving isolation and therefore would not be able to travel to New Mexico to play in that game. Um, that was the necessity of various things. New Mexico say it's because their ground was not available at any other time. This happened in May. The season runs till like October. Not really open to that argument. I think if you're a professional team, you're, you should have some stadium availability in that time period. That's way too long. But that's what they argued. That's what the league agreed. The game was scheduled for the Tuesday. Rising already had two academy players on the books at that time. They had to sign a fifth at six to round out the matchday squad. And even then, Rising was only able to name a 17-man matchday squad, not an 18-man, due to rules within the collective bargaining agreement. So... Hmm. Rising are out there, obviously get battered because they're mm. playing children. I mean, they finished the game with seven kids, high school kids on the field. Mm. Like uh, that's that's just how it was, mm -hmm. and no one was happy about that. I mean, Darnell's the only guy still here now, um, but was there then? But and he he came off. He looked like he was fuming, um, walking off that field. He calmed down a bit later on, but uh, walking off that field, he was not a happy man. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the first meeting since then. And I know that there was a lot of anger with that one from the fans, mm -hmm. from the team itself, um, from management in the club. Um, it's something that still comes up every so often when you speak to people uh, within the team. Mm -hmm. Put it that way. And, and Juan touched on it the other day as well, said, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't even here and I was bothered by what went down last yeah. year. So this is kind of the grudge match, and it's the one that no one really wants it because you don't want to play them in the cup. You play them in the cup every year by the looks. It's what? Three Open Cups in a row they've drawn New Mexico at some mm. stage? It's tiring. You don't want that. The fun of the cup is playing people you don't normally play, not playing New Mexico again. Yeah. I mean, come on. But, hey, it is what it is, and uh, they'll be going there. Well, they're already there now, but um, <laughs> my condolences, but... <laughs> It tees what it tees. Yeah. Uh, not, not a big Albuquerque guy, in case you couldn't tell. There, I enjoy greatly some of the away trips in this league, but Albuquerque is not one of them. I would say the food, the food is good. The food I, is I, I will, good. The food is that. good. I'll give them that. But I will say that most cities, you can find good food somewhere if you know where to look, whereas it's hard to fix. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, the city isn't great. Yeah, but we want... There's some good stuff in New Mexico. It's yes. just nowhere near the seats. We got... We, we want to see if Rising is going to make a meal out of New Mexico. What do we have... How do you think the player's mindset is for something like this where you are battling those emotions of... You know, these players weren't even involved in last year's match. And yes, you know, you know, Darnell King was there. There were, there is a contingent who has that holdover and memory of what happened. Yep. But there's a coach who can fire you up, who can put that in you and really- and a captain as well. And yes, that yes, responsibility. Course, and really make that atmosphere come to life in that aspect. But there's no point where you have to separate the emotional, visceral side of it and the fact of 
we want to win a match. That way we can move forward in this competition. How do they do that? How do they get it done? No, I disagree. I disagree. Okay. Ultimately, New Mexico, I don't think New Mexico okay. want to play their first team squad. Mm. I don't think they will. It's a cup, it's a cup match. Mm. People often play rotated squads. I actually think that Phoenix Rising are more likely to put a first team squad out there than New Mexico United. Mm. And to me, if you're doing that, if they're going to play a couple of kids and they're going to put maybe a couple of bench players out there and they do something like that, I think that anger, I think that'll scare the hell out of some of those players. Mm. I really do. Yeah. I, I mean, I I want to see them go out there and want to put five or six goals on that team. Mm. I want to see that. I want to see them go out there and try and do on the score sheet what New Mexico did to Rising's Academy players last year. I want to see that. Mm. And I think that most of the fans want to see that as well. I, I think that there is a very realistic chance now that rising could go in there again depending on what happens depending on who's picked depending on who new mexico pick and and, and win the game by multiple goals if if it's played up correctly by juan by darnell and as you mentioned kev wasn't there kev was actually back here in phoenix at that time but if kev were to also pitch in there that's something for those players from last year to really pitch in make the point drive it home how much this means we've seen juan talk so many times this season about you know the the whole side of things about how you know you've got to know who you're representing when you walk out on the field you got yeah. to know who you're representing um five or six goals could be a great conference yeah, i'm not five that confident in five or six, five or six. Could be a great i'd love to see it i the don't fact, like the fact that we've only it. scored at most two goals in a match this season it happened only twice i would shit i'd love three goals i'd be fan that'd be a fantastic start but yeah yeah well how do they get it done? Who are the players on Rising that you would like them to turn to and who you would ex- expect to play in a match like this tomorrow? We would be mentioning one of them. Jackson Conway, I think. Um, we have. This is a guy who, who, again, a poor team last year scored 11 goals. I am not expecting um, him to be incapable of scoring that kind of number again with a much better team surrounding him. We have not seen him being given the minutes that he needs to really put in those kind of performances. Yep. And yet he still actually is along among the top uh, players in producing opportunities in terms of XG. So he's a good player. I'm expecting him to finish a couple of those soon. And I personally think that I'd be, I'd be happy to see. It. I mean, Pat, they're saying you'd be happy to show a little validation for the Fede hype this offseason. I, I get it. We need to see Fede Varela make his arrival almost here. Um, and I think we could. I think it's very possible. I think he's a very good player who has a very good control of the ball, can can play set pieces very well. I, I'd be very intrigued to see him, uh, see if he can put in a, a good performance in this game. We Sort of in preseason, he had a very, very good finish against. Mm. I know you'll say it's against GCU. When you put one in the top corner, you put it in the top Fine. corner. Don't matter who you're playing. No one's saving that. Um, besides that, I think whoever's in goal, um, Rising will still give up chances. Sure. The key thing is not letting New Mexico get out in front, I think. Yeah. You don't want to be chasing this game. Make them chase the game. Yeah. You really, because you're, yeah. Um, this is, this is mm. serious now. I actually think here... Look, rising style is quite patient. Sure. Is quite slow at times. You you you've got to 
make sure that you're not chasing the game because if you are in that kind of case sometimes you find the other team can sit back it can nullify a lot of what you're doing we've seen much of the you know the, these opponents monterey bay is a perfect example just willing to to kind of sit back and absorb a lot of pressure now rising came back in that game yes but they didn't necessarily look like a whole lot of other goal uh, mm. goal scoring in that game mm. so Look, you, you don't want to have a, an opponent that's going to sit back and absorb because sure. it's hard when you're not a a, a quick up-tempo team sure. to really break that down. Sure. Um, you you want to take the game to them, make them press you, especially because you're going to be slower at the back. Make them press you sometimes. They'll try and make you uncomfortable, but it's going to open up spaces. It's going to open up opportunities going forward. And if you're willing then to just switch it up a little bit and knock one over the top and you've got someone who's actually going to up top you know, make that work, who's going to get that ball under control and get a shot off at the end of it, you can have a lot of success with that. So to me, I think defensively, you've just got to make sure you're solid in these early moments. Let your team get on the board, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, and I think an opportunity could ultimately come up for Rising to add a couple more goals if they if they would so choose. I mean, New Mexico's not had a good start to the season. Yeah. And that's that's actually where maybe my, my criticism earlier of, or my comment earlier of, are they going to put their first team out? Maybe that's where that falls a little bit short because sometimes you, you look at these things and say, yeah, we don't really care that much about the sure. league. Sure. Uh, sorry, about the cup. We care about the league. Uh, we don't want to over, you know, overcommit to the cup when we could be doing things in the league. However, when you're having a bad start to the league, you need something to click. You need something to get that little energy boost. That's something that's going to give you that confidence to push on and, and improve. And from New Mexico's perspective, their league performances have not been good enough. Sure. Um, they they were okay yeah. at home against San Diego. Um, they drew one all in that game. To be fair, it was a good result. San Diego, a reasonable team. Yeah. Rising, drew two all at home, got lost by a few goals away from home to them. Um, they're a team that I'm expecting to be up around the top of the West come the end of the year. But besides that, what are they getting? Yeah. What are they getting? They won one game to open the year and a late penalty against Miami. They've lost the rest. Yeah, well, I'm curious. You know, there are a couple, uh, a pair of ex-Rising players on this New Mexico Actually, squad. Actually, more than a in, pair. Well, I would say recent Actually, pair. more than a pair. Recent pair. pair. In, Gre in, Greg, in Greg Hurst and Santi Moar. Do we expect them, you know, in your put out a crystal ball, if you will, try to predict the future? And do you believe they are going to play tomorrow? And what impact could they have if they do? I think Greg will. Um, I think Greg will because he's kind of been dropped for Josh Doling recently. Mm. Um, Josh is a player, actually, that... that Ramon, uh, obviously Ramon, formerly of, sitting alongside us here. Um, he really raved about him, said he was a good player in MLS Next Pro. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I I think that he's someone who has yet to find his spot in this New Mexico team, but so too in, in some ways is Greg, not, not really found the score sheet here. I believe the goal that was awarded to him, that people thought was awarded to him in the cup game previously was mm. uh, not actually awarded to him in the end. Um, I think Greg will play. I'm not sure about Santi, um, but it feels as though it's almost written in the cards that Santi's going to score or something like that. And I don't like that, but yeah. I feel as though it is written in the cards. Um, the, the other former rising player though for Max didn't pick up on but uh, 
We're in the armband, Sam Hamilton. Mm. 2018. Yeah, I mean... It was around, but... Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy you blink, and that's like five years ago, but... It is, it is. Yes. But that was a final run. That was a final that's run. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, and that's he's a- been there ever since. He's been in New Mexico since, so... He's uh, an important one in the midfield. Look, they play this 4-2-3-1 kind of setup. Um, I think one of the things that intrigued me about the way that they play said setup is that I don't think they were that wide away to Colorado Springs. They were wider in the game before against San Diego Loyal. They had more success in that game when they were wider against San Diego Loyal. But in that game against Colorado Springs, they were just that little bit narrower. Um, And and that didn't really seem to to help them that much. I mean, Santi actually stayed wider of the two, which, yeah. which intrigued me because we we always had those conversations about Santi Mora and cutting inside yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But in that game against Colorado Springs, he was the wider of the two wingers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued. Um, they they bunch up a bit. I'm uh, again. It's Josh Doling, Sergio Rivas, Sam Hamilton. It's a real old cluster. I'm looking on Armando your Moreno, oh all like practically in a line for their average position along the center circle. Um, it's like the cha-cha slide, but yeah. like the part where you, but the part where you turn and everyone like doesn't. But know San, Santi Mora got yeah. on the score sheet for the first time against yeah. Colorado Springs for them since moving back over there. Yeah. So. There's the point. I mean, last two games, Greg Hurst has been subbed on for Josh Darling. So I mean, mm. I, I think it's a, I think it's a thing. Look, and, and again, to, to Jose's thing here about ready, you know, about losing seven nil to him last season. Again, yeah. that's because Rising had effectively a, a team predominantly comprised of its bottom of the bench players plus children. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what happened there and Devon as well by the way I think your final was five goals in 21 minutes against Tottenham Hotspur so oh, be, be oh, nice oh, to Max sure nice he maybe he's misremembering New Mexico the scoreline last season yeah he he wouldn't be talking about Tottenham he wouldn't be in, you know Tottenham Hotspur being like a bad team really tough um, yeah well there's it's going to be interesting how tomorrow plays out and I will say you're, you know, it might come out tomorrow it might come out at some or tonight or tomorrow but I will say I've had a chance to read uh, your article that should be coming out at gophnext.com. And I will say that once it comes out there, please give it a read because you'll want to run through a brick wall. And if you don't have a brick wall, you're going to want to build a brick wall and then run through that because my word, that gets you fired up for tomorrow. I will give you kudos on that, sir. I'm not going to comment on more on that because that feels weird. Pat myself on the back. It's okay. I'll do it for you. Um, I before, He normally pats himself before, on the back. So I, not I do want to make sure because it is tradition of what we do. And chat, please chime in. It's a weird one, but I do need a scoreline. It's going to get to penalties. I don't oh, want it to wow. go to penalties because I'd like Pens. to sleep. Do you, wh- I'd like to what, sleep. What, what's the scoreline and going to pens? So you have a draw. Two all. Dang. I'd like to go to sleep, right? I got to flight back in the morning after, okay. but I'm expecting a shoot. I'm expecting to go to Cape St. Mark. Ooh, I, I don't like it. I think it will. Uh, Chad, please chime in. I don't know how. Someone slip on that pitch. Maybe I, d- I, I, I don't know how it'll get this way. It might be an ugly score. It might be a dominant and they give up one late. I'm not sure. But I'm going to go 2-1 to rising. A 2-1. 90 or extra time. 
I'm thinking extra time. He's going extra. You're taking, going, you're taking it all time. the way. You're taking it all the way through. I am. 20. Yeah. Why is it that I don't think I'm going to sleep? You don't think I'm going to sleep? I'm not going to sleep. I mean, to be fair, like Rising's last couple of matches, they do have a nice habit of drawing. So yeah, they do. Yeah, at least in problem. 90, so. That's the yeah, problem. I mean, there it is. Okay, one. Okay, go. I want, I want, here's, here's, my, yep. here's my question mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. I want the, uh, the over-under on Carlos Harvey yellow cards. Oh no! I think it's gonna be much. I think it's gonna be tame. I mean, I think. You think Carlos isn't getting yellow? I think. I no. I don't think he is. I think after. Bear in mind, of course, he's not playing on on Saturday, yes, presumably. But he, of even the even still, my thought process of that is like, if you get a double yellow innately as a player, you're going to have to be like, okay, maybe I rein in in a bit. Even if you know, really? yes, because even if you know you have a quote unquote free pass where you're not playing on Saturday, like so be it. You're gonna like. Sub I would imagine you're subconsciously thinking, being like, well, I got sent off, uh, you know, early in the second half. I don't want that happen again. I I feel I believe he plays. A a calculated game, but he does not get a yellow. What do you think? You think he's going to get a yellow? I think he get at least a yellow. No, 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 no. That's fair. Carlos is a solid yellow eh. kind of eh. player. Uh, BJ two two with Owen, but extra time goal instead of spot kicks. Rising three two. Pat two zero. Boring sloppy match. Okay. Rising is second as they push late. Okay. Uh, Eddie says he is getting a yellow. David <laughs> said he better get a yellow. All right, well, we're kind of leave the boot in, take someone out. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't oh, mind that. Boy. I don't mind leaving the boot in a little bit. <sighs> oh, geez, man. Well, speaking of them, you know, love our friends at OGs. Make I sure knew you as soon as that came out of your mouth <laughs> Make sure you exactly where that was going. At Max. OGs, they can calm you, especially after they go of the full, the, the full match and plus possibly pens 120 plus. It don't matter. Take our friends at OG Brands if you are so interested in indulging and partaking you can find them at ogeezbrands.com to find them at a dispensary near you um and you know they're all arizona born and bred especially with tomorrow we want the hometown crowd support so get on that and then while you're at it hang out with our friends at valley tap you know doing the trivia tuesdays it's tuesday today uh you know if you're on the east side if you're able to make it if you're, you're not going to watch the suns game but even if you want to you got the Suns game on there, so go ahead, watch your friends at Valley Tap Room, indulge in their patio, the food, uh, bring your own food, all of that jazz. Again, check them out off the 202 and Gilbert. They had karaoke last week. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, I hear you go. You put on Owen's tab. He'll retroactively buy you a beer, so why don't you go ahead and do that. We appreciate you guys for supporting Valley Tap Room. Owen, have a couple scores going on. I know we went through it. I know people want to get out and watch the Suns. So we're not going to go through every single scoreline. But where do you see rising, falling into place in the table and with everything shaking out? You still feel good about where they are in the season right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I, I've got it. I've got them top 10. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, top 10, top 10 in my rankings. Yeah. yeah. Forget Nick Murray's. I got them top 10. I love it. Okay. That's fair. That's, a, that's an easy enough discussion. Um, I believe you did cat you did catch me up to speed on when the next open cup draw match is should rising be able to go on i believe it is on thursday at 2 p.m eastern time so 11 a.m arizona time time zones. on thursday time zones daylight savings not, should we not look at the arizona. scores the final scores so far yeah, the way though of the games all of these of course not likely to face rising given the fact that it's a geographic draw but charleston battery one charlotte independence nil mm. pittsburgh riverhounds two mm. maryland bobcats 
nil. Mm. Detroit City FC won Minnesota United three. Mm -hmm. Charlotte FC four. South Georgia Tormenta one. Mm. New England Revolution two. Hartford Athletic one. Mm. And uh, one game here that's so late that we might as well read it because it's 88 minutes in and it's pretty much done. St. Louis five. Union Omaha one live bet union on home the bet mgm sportsbook app um, did you guys ever play i don't know if they still do it but in fifa when you come back to the home screen after you play a game in like a career manager mode it's exactly what owen just sounded like when they're reading off the scores of like your fixtures. Well, that's because it's like what it's like on tv and radio back home mm. so that's games mimic real life that makes sense he has that he has the melodic voice that just lulls you lulls you folks well appreciate putting final score on it <laughs> Was that? I, I, that's lost on you, love, because you don't watch Final Score. But no, I was like, I do not go to ref. Yes, it's good to know on those finals. I can't now hear Final Score. That's good to know on those final scores with that match. Um, it's going to be interesting how it plays out. We appreciate everyone joining us. As we mentioned, join us after the match. One way or another, no matter what it looks like. And remember, oh. the game is streamed on New Mexico yes. United's YouTube channel. So once the game is over, just flick over to the better YouTube channel, PHN Xbox. <laughs> no matter how it happens, make sure you're rocking with us. Again, appreciate the diehards in the chat for rocking with us. Lots of things going on. Um, Suns watch parties at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Um, presented by Neutral. Come hang out with us. Those are free. M uh, knockout nights at the MGM, MGM Sportsbook. First Friday of every month. Free Cornhole League. And then our golf tournament that we have announced presented by Pins and Aces. May 26th. Super fun stuff we have going on. Come hang out with us. Again, appreciate the diehards and those of y'all in the chat who are hyping up what we're doing. We have a lot of fun events going on. But until then and until tomorrow, sir... We bid you all adieu. You can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans 18. You can follow producer Shane on Twitter at Shane Deef, double the F. And we appreciate y'all. You have to follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore rising because double the underscore. Double the fun. You darn freaking right. We'll see you guys tomorrow during postgame. Peace.